Hello. Hello, beloveds. So I'm bringing today to you some new information, some new codes, and some new resources um, with a very specific uh, esoteric uh, kind of call to action or time-sensitive nature, um, as well as the fact that everything shared will also be useful in an evergreen way to those who follow in your footsteps after today. So I'm recording this on uh, Monday, April 18th uh, in the late morning of the Pacific time zone. And um, I'm just going to remind us for context of a couple of quick things. So we are in the passageway uh, that began January 21st. And I feel still feel this ends the 22nd, 23rd that we kind of pop out through this passageway. This three months has been very challenging for many in many different ways while simultaneously being filled with enormous, beautiful, high light. It isn't always actually easy or pleasant to bring in very high light when we have to quickly scramble in our biology and in our own resonance to entrain to it, to match to it. That can be challenging. So we also then um, more recently have had a couple of interesting things occur. So as I've shared about before on April 1st, we also had this kind of new day energy that was very fun. And at that time we had six golden timelines that were new golden timelines for each of the beings on the planet became available for the first time. And those six golden timelines are like visualize them as like living golden threads or strands and they are alive and sentient and they are working with you and your being and your biology and weaving together into a single kind of rope um, or thread or strand um, that is the timeline that you will travel through the end of the passageway on and into for where you're going next. Now we always have opportunities to shift timelines, of course, but this is an incredible, incredibly powerful, potent thing that is occurring now. So if you have been feeling a coalescing, particularly in recent weeks, this may be what you're feeling. This probably is what you're feeling. As I've shared before, to move through the end of the passageway, we can only bring through the most distilled version of our beingness that we're able at this time to access. And so this distillation is designed, has been designed to kind of bring you down to the purest essence as much as possible at this time for yourself because that is all which fits through the eye of the needle. And this golden strand that is being woven at this time by you and these six golden timelines that your cosmic being has brought in for you to play with, this is the strand on which you will kind of zoom on through. It's like the, the visualization that I get for this quite a bit is sort of like, um, you know, it's like a zip line, except for instead of holding on to it, you know, like you would in a traditional 3D zip line, you're sitting on it and you're just sort of zooming through like a slip and slide um, or like a little kid sliding down the banister uh, of a big kind of wooden banister on a staircase or, uh, but it has a very like um, 
very playful, pixie, uh, child-like, cosmic child energy to it. These beautiful golden timelines weaving together and then you're just like bloop, zipping on through into the next phase. Now, we're not there yet. <laughs> and, uh, and it's not easy. As we get closer in, it's getting um, more turbulent, if you will. On April 13th in the very late afternoon and early evening, again, of the Pacific time zone, so you can kind of look back yourself to see what was going on in your world at that time, there was a significant energetic disruption. And I'll speak to this uh, a bit more in depth here. Um, that is part of what we're here to talk about today. Um, and where we are now, today, and kind of what's been kind of coming as a result of what occurred on the 13th is that there is a requirement for as many of us as possible, and this is, I'm really speaking particularly to the higher dimensional humans that are listening to this, who have this capacity, anyone listening to this can have this capacity to focus inward into your heart, and into your soul, into your beingness, and to connect in with whichever energies or beings or archetypes uh, or whatever, however you like to think about this, that for you hold the energies of the highest, most pure compassion, unconditional compassion, unconditional love. This is compassion and love without any judgment. Now, unconditional love and unconditional compassion without any judgment does not mean that we don't have boundaries, and I'll speak to that later. But it does mean that we are without judgment, that we are in neutrality, that we are not in an either one-up or one down position of you or him or her or the energies or the whatever are better than me or lower than me. And from this place of detached compassion, unconditional love, we are needed at this time to stabilize some disruptions in the planet's field. I'll speak to all this. So this is all sort of fallout that makes sense and is uh, useful in many ways, um, but there are many stories and layers to this, for what occurred on, on April 13th. So now, those of you who know me well and have been working with me in various ways for some time know that it's exceedingly rare for me to uh, spend any time whatsoever focused on things like sort of dark energies, um, battle, battle themes, battle tropes, warfare, and I'm talking energetic battles here. That being said, it is, you know, it, it, there are levels of existence on which this occurs. So I want to play with this imagery for us for today. I want you to think about um, like a, a building, an apartment building with um, 12 uh, stories and 
each story, each floor is a dimension. And from the different uh, floors, you have a different experience or a different view as you look out the windows of the apartments um, upon you know, what the view is out there. You see things differently depending on where you're at. None are better or worse than the others. Don't get caught up in some old world thing of like, I want to be on the penthouse. Like, yeah, we do want to bring in that higher dimensional, uh, higher floor uh, perspective, of course, but not from a better than and not from a zero sum game of I'm the only one who gets to live at the penthouse, but from that perspective of the, what occurs in the experience of your own being and the planets and the collectives when we can have access to and then be a beacon spreading out, a radio tower signaling out that highest dimension, unconditional love and unconditional compassion and, and, and connectedness, the, the kind of the fullness, the full awareness of the, of the connectedness. So at different levels, at different floors in the apartment building, people look out and they see different things. And so there has been um, many, and I would say that there's like more sort of, so we have sort of everybody's sort of been populated on that third floor, which is kind of 3D, kind of the what we think of as sort of typical mundane reality on the planet. This is where most people have been. And then we've had people who are kind of operating on the higher floors, and what that means is that they're able to essentially kind of access or they're experiencing from the higher dimensions and they're looking out the windows at what's going on on the planet and it's giving them a particular story or vantage point. And so for some of those dimensions, for some of those floors, the stories are about um, energy battles between, if you will, good and evil, dark and light, um, uh, in the inversion of the sacred feminine on this planet in humanity, um, fear versus love, um, you know, all sorts of different things can be going on in these, in these stories. The, the lower down the, those floors are towards the three, the third floor, the more involved they, those stories are, this is particularly like a 4D thing, a fourth floor thing, the more involved those stories are with like actual humans on the planet in various different ways and sort of ideas of, about what's going on with, you know, who's controlling, um, you know, who's controlling what and politics and religion and various different kinds of societal uh, debates and conflicts and disagreements about what's going on. So sharing a little personally for myself, um, in earlier years in, in my human life, I had various experiences along the way of either being in a kind of battle narrative, if you will, where it was sort of like my quote unquote white magic going up against a black magic, a dark magic, a bad magic, a not interested in um, love and connection magic. And I'm aware, keenly aware, of how some of these language pieces, these word pieces, are misused to divide us and to make us have a sense of better than, lower than, worse than. So just understand that's there and just work with me. So 
I've also had experiences of very specific kind of other energies coming inappropriately into my field and trying to essentially take my light or my magic um, for itself. This may be, and many, 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 many have these experiences. Often this occurs, when this occurs to us, this occurs because that being does not have that level of kind of, if you will, just that level of magic and light and wants it for itself. And there's, and that's kind of a, a fourth floor uh, version of the story, if you will. Sometimes what's going on is that that being can't access the light directly. Um, and we can remind them, we can remove them because we are allowed to and encouraged to have correct boundaries, remove them, but point them in the direction of, no, no, the, over there, that's where that light is. All of that light, all of that magic that you see in me is available over there. Go get some. That being can then have that choice to go figure that out and go do that. And sometimes you're pointing them to it as in, you know, at the end of your removal of them from your field and the kind of you know, sealing off, if you will, and correct boundaries energetically in your field, that can be a very uh, powerful thing to do for yourself uh, in your own up-leveling, but for them as well, for that being to be able to, oh, I can go have this entirely different experience. Um, and that can be a 4D, but it can also be a 5, 6, 7D kind of thing. And then we have these also kind of these narratives around like the galactics, right? So this comes up a lot where it's like we have all these kind of galactic beings and the galactic councils and they're all here and the different star system beings and they're all kind of like kind of converging around earth or have been here for thousands of years or have they, haven't they, you know, are they, you know, future humans coming back in time? No. Are they, you know, are they real? Some, you know, what's going on, right? And so I don't engage with those stories. It's not useful um, for the most part at this time. But there are in many of those stories, big battle, nar battle narratives, big kind of like epic wars happening out in space, right? Like there's, you know, there's a reason that certain kinds of stories in human culture resonate, you know, Star Wars, um, all that kind of stuff. There's just, it resonates for a reason. And those stories I feel are kind of tend to be, there's a little bit of 4D, there's some five, six, seven D typically for those. A Little bit of nine, but not that much. Up in the kind of 11 and 12 D, um, there's almost none of this. On 12, definitely there's none, right? There's just no battle narratives. There's no, there's just none of that. Um, on 11, there's just more of like, the, on 12, there's hardly even an awareness of it. It's like it doesn't even, it's not even relevant from that experience. When you're deeply immersed in that experience, you kind of understand that's occurring, but it's just not relevant. On the, that which doesn't mean that you're not, yeah, no, it just isn't relevant. It's like a, it's like, it's like you just can't even hear it or see it really. Although mm, there isn't the limitation that that describes. In Levendi, there's a kind of a seeing of it, not generally often being affected by it. Like maybe, you know, 1% or 0.001% of the time, there might be a little bit getting ensnared by it, if you will. And I do see all these things as sort of like being ensnared, being trapped, being caught being kind of pulled down um, in a way that generally speaking isn't um, of the highest good for that being. Um, okay, so all that 
I think that gives us a little bit of a structure of a mental model that we can work with. So on the 13th, um, I had the experience um, of being pulled into um, a very abrupt, intense, planetary scale kind of dark magic battle where I felt uh, I experienced being directly attacked by um, a very intense kind of dark energy. And um, I'm a big Lord of the Rings nerd, and so I like to use kind of Lord of the Rings references sometimes just to kind of, there's like little codes in there that can be helpful, but also just sometimes it um, just creates good shorthand. So I'm going to call this as a shorthand, I've been calling this energy Sauron energy. And for those of you who don't know Lord of the Rings, I can't even imagine how you are living on this planet. I'm totally kidding. Um, but if you don't know Lord of the Rings, Sauron is like the big bad guy, big bad magical guy. Um, and so I, I was, I became aware of essentially being lulled into, kind of trapped into, I got, there was like a little sneaky fissure into me. And from that, there was essentially, I'm going to just use words that work for me. You can interpret them however you want. A spell that got into me that m made it very difficult for me to move, made me very kind of like fuzzy, muggy, kind of like foggy, kind of in, like entrapped in some way. And it was very challenging. And I became sort of, oh, wait a minute, something's going on. And, uh, and I was able to, to understand that. I couldn't quite cut through it. It was like being wrapped in like 500 layers of very light gauzy cotton. And then I was able to reach to um, my uh, very dear close friend and, and cosmic brother who was able to give me some information, uh, pieces that, ah, that helped me to kind of get slice out and kind of do some things. And so then I was engaged in um, some physical practices to support my own breaking away from this energetic and then from there was able to kind of engage in sort of full on, like once I kind of could pull the spell off me, if you will, pull the gauze off of me, then I was in the direct battle with that Sauron energy. And it was a planetary scale energy and it was very dark and it was, it felt to me like the source of the energy that has among many other things that it has done on this planet for humans. Um, it, that it was that it has been the the sort of the root source of what some might think of as the inversion of the feminine or the oppression uh, and the restriction and the and the harm towards the feminine energies on this planet, which have been in place for millennia, 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 and. Um, and I'm not going to go down a, a rabbit hole on that, but I'm just going to drop that there for some of you because you'll need that information to kind of decode your own experiences that, that were occurring and that have been occurring since then. And so there was, um, it was very, very, very intense. Um, I became aware of one other being in human form that was also at the same time being targeted by this energetic that is someone that I have um, been essentially kind of sending aid from afar and so I did that uh, again and also reached out human to human to let this person know this was occurring and to encourage them in certain ways to support themselves and we then later were able to debrief on that um, and that was also very useful I think um, for both of us in different ways um, around kind of again decoding what was going on. 
during that time, I had incredible support um, esoterically from many sources, including um, I do commune with the beings that we sometimes talk about as being the beings behind the runes in northern Nordic magical traditions, um, and including the giants um, from those traditions with whom I have not really had very much direct human contact. The, 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 the main runes are ones that I'm in communication with all the time, but the giants very little, and they all came rushing in to aid in this and to be part of this battle. Um, I also routinely have the experience of working with the beings that um, are sometimes referred to as archangels, and um, and there were a couple of them that came in to help. And what was very interesting to me that I want to share with you is they were limited. For the first time in my human experience, they were limited in what they actually could do against this Sauron energy. And what I understood, you know, immediately, like all this is just sort of Gnostic occurrence, immediate knowingness that's occurring, was that, ah, because they are not embodied, and because of the nature of this kind of energetic and what's going on for the planet, there, are, there is a limit to what they can do in the embodied dimensions. And all of this evolutionary journey is very much about the bringing in of all of that into the embodied physical material realm. So... It makes sense. Um, but it was a kind of like, we're helping you as much as we can, but this is like down to you, right? Like you got to do it. And, um, the giants were incredibly helpful. The giants were fucking amazing to experience actually just, oh my God, just the visceral experience of that energetic was incredible. Um, yeah. Any of you who've worked with the, with the giants from those traditions will be laughing with knowingness about this right now. So, okay. All right. So then, so what does all this mean? All right. So at the time, as I was kind of working through the battle, there was a, okay, a like, let's remove all of this from the planet entirely. And I almost felt that I had done that, but then became aware that I had not. And then I also heard it is not time yet for all of this to leave, that it was greatly diminished essentially kind of mortally wounded, so to speak, but still present and still active and in a sort of a smaller, more diffused or scattered, right? Like in the sense of, we were talking about the six golden strands for the timelines coming together in one. This was as if like they had been, like this gold, this dark energy had been sort of, uh, had been sort of unthreaded right? Like instead of it being one big kind of conglomerate energy, it got sort of shredded is the word that I want, um, into many, many smaller little wriggly gunky strands that are sort of floating around seeking, um, ways to either come back together or, uh, kind of come into more power, um, through the taking of the magic and the taking of the light of others. And so, okay. Yes. So then Thursday was like a big energy, like magic battle hangover, which is hilarious, but it was really, that was really true. Um, and then, uh, huh. and then, um, since then lots of kind of processing on both the human level 
right? Kind of because there's some specific human experiences for me, but also um, I think to just sort of understand this for others. And then we have also the um, the kind of what's going on uh, as we move forward. So my understanding of all of this is that it's related in large like at the sort of macro scale related to this, again, distillation, refinement, removal, um, kind of scrubbing work to get ready to move through the eye of the needle at the end of the passageway in a few days. But also there were a few different pieces. All right, let me, I'm going to try to be sort of organized and linear around this. So if any of this is ringing true for you, there are two things that I want you to know. One, and to think about. One, if you felt this connected to any humans in your life in some way, that like humans in some way were involved in kind of doing this in some way, that's probably true. And I'm gonna go back to Lord of the Rings references. The, the, the little creepy, wormy guy whose name I'm not remembering, and this I'm going from the movies now, um, who was using Sauron magic to put a spell on the king of Rohan, that's the, the kingdom of the, the horse people. Um, and so the king of Rohan was like in this weird, muzzy spell and couldn't access his power or, or rule his kingdom. That may be going on, that like little wormy human, that person, there may be someone like that in your world and or in the world of people around you and what I want you to hear is that it's not your job you may have taken them on in a sort of a battle way energetically or esoterically it is no longer your job to go and fix that let it play itself out if you have aid light and magic to bring in to the person who is ensnared then feel into whether that's correct for you to do right? A me, not me, and a boundary piece. And if you can bring that in from a place of absolute, unconditional, detached compassion for both the ensnared being and the little wormy, gross troll energy, no offense to trolls, um, of that, uh, of that kind of little spellcaster, right? Which is sort of the agent, if you will, of the Sauron energy. You have to be able to bring in both. If you can't, then don't come in, okay? Stay and tend into your own field. Stay and tend into your own field at this time. Rescue energy is just as judgy as you're not good enough energy. I can't say this often enough. You're not here to rescue anyone. You're not here to heal people. You're not here to fix other people. If you believe that you are here to fix other people, or to rescue other people, you're working from a lower floor in the building we're talking about. And that may be the, where you wanna be and that's okay. But you can't then think that you're gonna come play at these higher floors because you won't be able to get there. The keys to those floors won't be available to you. It's like getting onto an elevator and you have the passcode. It won't let you off at that floor. And it's not because it's saying like, oh, you're not good enough, get out. Like you're being rejected from the, from the cool kids club. It's not about that. It's just about your resonance is what gives you the passcode, if you will, you know, to, for the elevator door to open on those floors and your resonance isn't high enough, pure enough, whatever language you want for that when you're in that place. And there are times when we have to come down from whatever floor that we're in to engage with this work. 
for whatever reasons. So for me personally, there was the, how did this get in? How did that spell even get in? Like that's fucking pretty powerful shit from my perspective because it's been years since anything's been able to get in in that way. Um, so that was really interesting. And I had an immediate knowingness about that and it's you know just what I'm describing to you as well. Um, and the, the sp specific facts don't matter. The, okay, so then this occurrence, it doesn't, wasn't just happening to me. So this was happening around the planet. This was a planetary scale experience that was happening. And I'm getting reports more and more of people who were also experiencing significant disruptions and engagement with what we might think of as kind of dark or evil energetics where they don't normally play there or they aren't normally thinking about that or having that experience. Um, and so the ripple effects of that have been very interesting. The one that I'm here to talk to you about today is that the one of the ripple effects of that has been that some of the very high dimensional beings in human form have gotten a little bit ensnared by the battle narrative, by the battle energies, because our cosmic beings, like we have had many battles. We've had many lives where we have fought and won or lost many battles. And there's a part of us that kind of like loves the good battle. Like, okay, bring it on. You know, it's that Morpheus moment of like, bring it buddy. You know, like you want to play, let's play. You know, you're going to bring a knife to a gunfight baby because you're going down. Right. And you know, you've heard me talk about great white shark energy and how powerful this is in me. Well, you know, this is like one of those kind of places where it can, um, be both sort of fun, but also not be of service in the long run for what I'm here to do and be. But it's important to be very honest with yourself about who you really are and to not pretend that you're not enjoying some of that at some time. So, okay. So one of the ripple effects is that many of the higher dimensional humans got kind of pulled into various layers of this for themselves, like what's going on. They're enjoying the battle. Um, they're sort of like, I will vanquish the foe. You know, there's a very like, you know, judgy kind of a thing. Um, and also trying to investigate how did this occur? Like for me, how did this occur? Oh, great. Oh, here's this human, right? And here's how they got involved and the other humans that, you know, as a result of proximity is like kind of how this occurred. Okay, great. And so then there's sort of these weird human to human experiences that are happening at the same time that are like essentially, oh, down on the third floor, there's this view going on at the same time as there's this view going on up in like maybe the ninth or the 11th floor, right? That's simultaneously happening. It's not like Oh, I'm just, I'm only up here on the 11th floor and now I'm down here on the third floor. They're simultaneously happening. And so sort of deconstructing and understanding them and working with them and trying to be, you know, to my highest good and the highest good of, of all and the highest good of the planet can create some, so there are many different stories and levels, right? So now where we're at is we've had a couple of days of people essentially kind of coming through that and there's a sharpness, the, 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 the higher dimensional beings, brilliant, bright, beautiful lights are a little too sword-like and spear-like. And so there's like a pointy sharpness to them. 
And that is creating a, a destabilizing effect on the field for the planet. So the call to action, which is really the point of this entire transmission from my perspective, why I sat down to do it, and everything that I've been sharing has been to get us to this call to action, is to come into a place of awareness about that sort of sharp, stabby energy within you around the sort of like, my light will penetrate, right? This very kind of warfare around your light, right? Please return to or step in for the first time into the highest level of unconditional love and unconditional detached compassion that you can access specifically for all the beings around you and yourself and see if you can bring that in even for this darkness. So, and this is very hard, but the experience of that level of compassion is an astonishing thing to experience. And I, I urge you to find this within yourself if you can. Um, I would point you back to a video that I shared about a year ago um, called the Overleap, I'm sorry, the Evo Leap uh, video. Uh, it's an overview um, uh, description in which I talk about removing the splinter, the energetic splinter that had been placed in humanities, uh, in the collective of humanity, preventing the evolutionary journey of humanity past a certain point. So it was creating this kind of like humanity would evolve and then like, boom, get smacked back down, hit the ceiling, boom, get smacked back down, hit the ceiling. And it was this, it was this trap energy where it was like, you kind of, you know, humans would kind of go up to a certain point and then back down again. I removed that splinter and, um, and that work of removing that splinter also involved then working with the beings who had put it into place and some of the other pieces that were going on there. And the experience at that time of, of embodying a level of grace and compassion was in fact what allowed me to effectively remove the splinter and dissolve it from humanity, but also to create the opening for these beings to choose a different path. And many did at that time and continue to do so. I'm not here to convert people. Like, let's don't go there. I heard somebody like, yeah, let's go convert them all. No, this is not, we're not doing missionary work. Um, it's fine if you wanna do that at the 3D level, but at the higher dimensional level, that's not what this is about. So bring as much of that compassion as you can. Soften where you have kind of spear or sword or pointy, sharp, light energy. Where you're like, my light and my magic will fucking cut you. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? You know what I'm talking about. I know you know what I'm talking about. Soften that. Soften that. Please. For the earth. Okay, this is the planetary, I mean, it's important for all the beings that live on the earth because this impact, this sort of stabilization piece for the, the planet's field energetically is also affecting at the kind of physical level, the electromagnetic field of the earth. And it's disruptive and can create biological harm to the beings that live here. So we really wanna smooth that over and ensure that the disruptions remain 
at a minor level. And I say remain because we know that the electromagnetic field of the earth is experiencing lots of ongoing, its own version um, of what you've been experiencing in these past three months of being kind of bombarded by these huge, brilliant, bright light energies, both from the cosmic high energies coming in to help um, elevate and, and support the evolution and push the evolution along, but also um, from the planet herself, pushing them back out again as she's doing her own thing and that this has been very challenging on your physical biology. This is also true for the planet at the electromagnetic field level. And, um, you know, and so just as you yourself would not want to put yourself into a place where you would kind of get taken out physically for, you know, days or weeks or, or whatever, or have some serious biological ramifications for yourself by, you know, hurting yourself in some way, um, not caring for yourself in some way, um, let's support the electromagnetic field of the planet accordingly. And so if you have capacity, some of you do have an esoteric magical capacity to literally bring support um, and strengthening into the electromagnetic field of the earth, please do that now. Thank you. And, um, uh, and, and the best way to do that is to soften that inner light energy so that it's not spiky and sharp and slicey, okay? And again, this does not mean you don't have boundaries, all right? You, it's a both and, yes to boundaries. Seal up any little tiny holes and crevices and little like siphoning spots that are in your energy field. Go back to cosmic right to purity. Invoke your cosmic right to purity. Go back, you know, it's Gandalf. You shall not pass, like absolutely not, you know? And we're not letting that little whip of the Balrog grab you and pull you down. That's not happening. Uh, bring in that purity. Bring in that purity balm. Seal up. Bubble up. Bubble up and cloister up as much as you have the capacity to do. And this will, you know, this is true on all the higher dimensional floors, esoterically, what are you doing? But it also plays out in how are you acting and behaving on the third floor of your apartment building, the 3D. Um, who are you letting yourself hang out with? Who are you engaging with? What kind of media are you engaging with? What are the, what are the thoughts that you're letting kind of have the, the lion's share of your attention? Wherever your attention is going, that's the energy you're feeding. All right, so I hope this is all helpful to you. And um, again, it's, so it's Monday, April 18th in Pacific time. I do feel that we have um, a few more days before we come through the passage point, And I do feel that it will be intense. Um, and that doesn't mean that it can't also be incredibly joyful. Your choice. Right? This is a choose your own adventure year. Let's not forget the planetary energy theme for 2022 is choose your own adventure. So you can choose to just kind of like, you know what? I am. I'm going to go up and be up on that 11th and 12th floor. And I'm just going to tend to this beautiful inner radiance, this beautiful heart of mine, this beautiful compassion and love for all of creation and the all of all. And I am just going to sit here and be this fucking beautiful rainbow diamond beacon of light for myself and for everyone in the all of all. I would love it if you would do that. And you would have the most fun experience if you did. <laughs> all right, darlings, I love you. And I thank you for your light in the world. And um, yeah, I will talk to you soon. Mwah.